A man is donating his sperm using Facebook. Another man changed his gender to retire early and receive his pension. And there's an unknown space object that's beaming out radio signals, and it remains a mystery to science. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet, baby. Ooh, the closet! That's where the magic happens! You know it! He does it for free. A sperm donor gives away his seed using Facebook. Free sperm! Come get your free sperm! I'm going to guess it's not quality sperm, but let's find out about this gentleman. This old gentleman is spreading his seed to those in need. A retired teacher from the UK says that he has fathered, whoa, 129 children? Whoa, dude. 129 children over the last nine years via sperm donation. And he says his demand is on the rise. He turned to Facebook to give, a, give away his little swimmers. According to the media, 66-year-old Clive Jones began... Come on, man. No one wants the sperm of a 66-year-old Clive. You're kidding yourself here, sir. Clive, you got... Ladies or entities that identify as ladies? <laughs> Sorry. Come on now. Who's, who wants 66-year-old sperm, man? Come on. Nobody wants this. This is why it's free, of course. Do you guys want to pay for sperm? You get the young sperm. That's what you want. You don't want the 66-year-old sperm. This is like dollar store sperm. You don't want dollar store sperm or pound, pound store sperm, for those of you in the UK. Clive says he began donating sperm. He made it his mission to donate sperm at the age of 58. Yeah, good Good plan, buddy. I'm making it my mission to start donating my sperm when they are at their not-so-peak powers. Uh, it says here, Clive couldn't become an official donor due to the age being capped at 45. Yeah, of course it's capped at 45. They don't just cap off age, bro. I can't donate either because I'm under five foot nine. I've looked into this. <laughs> yeah, they want tall, young, strong... Educated Ivy League. They want, if you built an app, that's the kind of sperm they want. They want the sperm of young, strong app builders that have abs. This is what they want. Health experts from the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority have frowned upon this man's activities. Oh, they frown upon it. We frown upon it. They're stating that donations should be done at a licensed clinic. Well, I don't. I don't know about that either. I mean, if you want to give away your sperm to the public, it should be your option. You know, just be completely honest about your state of health, your age, all of your parameters, maybe your income. People care about that. They want they want to produce with high income people. This is why I'll never my sperm will never be accepted in the real world. <laughs> also because I have a nut allergy. Women don't want to procreate with someone with a nut allergy because it's a sign of genetic weakness <laughs> there's no lady out there thinking to herself hey you know who i want to mix my genes with that guy that can be killed by a scone that guy <laughs> we're gonna make a warrior <laughs> no you're not gonna make a warrior you're gonna make somebody who needs a chapstick and a hoodie at all times those are my genes i got chapstick hoodie jeans my lips are always chapped i'm short i'm allergic to everything i'm not really
in demand. I spend a lot of time in a closet. <laughs> okay, okay, back to the story. Let's find out more information. Are they going to shut this man's spout off? The fertilization authority? Just going to break down his door and tie his tubes. Now the sperm donor, Clive Jones, told the media in an interview that he's fielded a lot of questions on why he donates his sperm and noted all the happiness that it brings to families via his free contributions. He says, I'm probably the world's most prolific sperm donor with... um, now, now being, uh, I'm up to 138 babies. Well, 129 babies born, nine ongoing pregnancies currently. I might continue for another few years and, you know, get to 150 anyway. I, I know of clinics and sperm merchants with greater numbers, but they don't donate, but rather they sell the semen. I think people would understand more if they saw the messages I get in the photos of the babies with the very happy mothers. I do it for free. Free. Though sometimes I, you know, ask for a bit of, Petrol. It's <laughs> you're giving away your sperm for some gas money. <laughs> yeah, Clive. Nice job, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you my sperm if you just. I'll just come over. You make me a bowl of ramen. How about that? How about that? I'll give my sperm away for some ramen and some gas money. How about that? Perhaps you could pay for a um, a Hulu account for me. How about that? I think that's a fair trade off. Just pay, have a Hulu account until the kid's eighteen. What about that? <laughs> Clive says. Well, it's illegal to charge for sperm, and it doesn't seem right to take money when I have when I have more than them. But, he, but you do take gas money, buddy. Hilarious. Clive Jones, who has three adult children of his own, said he was motivated to donate sperm after reading about the plight of people who can't have children and how some have turned to Facebook to make arrangements. He said that within an hour of posting on the social media site, he was contacted by one woman. While he hasn't advertised his services on Facebook for years, Jones claimed he keeps busy thanks to referrals from satisfied customers. It says here that Clive Jones is married but doesn't live with his wife. He's been married since 1978. Uh, Doesn't live with his wife because it says here she's, quote, not happy about his activities. (laughs) Yeah, okay, of course. (laughs) Oh, you're not pleased that he's donating his sperm on Facebook? (laughs) I don't blame you, honey. (laughs) Uh, This guy apparently is the real deal. He was the subject of a 2018 documentary called Four Men, 175 Babies, which followed the lives of four men who donated sperm to women who contacted them online. This is outrageous. You guys wondering how the donation process works? Well, according to Clive Jones, he first makes contact with a couple to get to know them. Then he sets a date on his planner and gets a call informing him that an ovulation period is close. That's when he will drive to somewhere discreet, close to where the couple lives, close the curtains, and get to work. (laughs) And because he's so old, it takes him many hours to do his duty. (laughs) He just drives over there. This is amazing. If you you wouldn't mind giving me some gas money and maybe a massage, I get a little... Oh, I get a little sore. Perhaps you have some Bengay to rub on my forearm. I just get very sore from... Doing my duties at this age is very hard. <laughs> I can't believe this. Hey, good for, good for him. Good for him. Living the dream. A man changes his gender to retire and receive his pension a year earlier. This is a man in Switzerland. 
He's decided to exploit an administrative loophole and formally change his gender in order to retire a year earlier, turns out. New rules were introduced on January 1st that enable any Swiss resident with the intimate conviction that they do not belong to the sex that they are registered as in the civil status register can apply to change their gender in addition to their name for only 75 Swiss francs, which is about 72 euro. Pretty cheap to change your name and your gender, I'd say. And it took just four days for the system to be taken advantage of, of course. (laughs) Any new rule, people are going to take advantage, especially when there's money involved. The Swiss media reported that a man from Lucerne applied to change his gender so he could receive his state pension at the Swiss retirement age for women of 64, a year earlier than men. <laughs> Does he get to go live in the the uh, the retirement home for women as well? Hey, if you're hey you're an old man, this would be a good way to go out. Just change your gender on paper, and then go live with all the retired women who are just you know just sitting around getting free money, very bored. You know, could use a foot massage or two. It says here, while there are regulations supposedly in place to prevent individuals from making, quote, manifestly abusive applications, there is in reality no obligation on the part of civil servants to, quote, verify the intimate conviction of the persons concerned, and the sincerity of the applicant is presumed in accordance with the principle of good faith. That's very highfalutin language that basically says they are not going to question your claim at a gender identity, they're going to leave it up to good faith. Um, this individual, though, is, in my opinion, questionable. <laughs> Clearly giving the timing of his retirement. Her retirement, my bad. This policy, of course, has raised further questions about how individuals could abuse the system in the future for their own benefit. Critics warn that men could use the loophole to avoid a mandatory summons for national service, in fact. Uh, One social media user suggested there was nothing stopping a male from applying for a gender change at the age of 17 to actually avoid military conscription. Wow. I guess that's a thing, too. Uh, Transgender activists called this scenario unrealistic, stating that this would mean for the people in question that they would have to come out to their family, their place of work, their social social security. But they could not deny that such a move was not possible. Yeah, of course it's possible. But you don't think they... Like, they could be in cahoots with their family to get out of military service or something. So, yeah, then they go, oh, yeah, I came out to my family. I mean, are you, are you okay? How naive are you, transgender activist? <laughs> of course this could happen. You think it's a big barrier to this? Oh, they have to come out to their family and their place of work. First of all, they're 17 years old. Do they have a place of work? What are you talking about? Now, apparently, someone already foresaw this. Uh, Michael Montini of the Federal Office of Justice admitted back in November of last year that there were flaws with the process, insisting that, quote, people could declare themselves a woman just before retirement and leave a year earlier. A single man who declares himself a woman can, for example, receive an AVS pension from the age of 64, he said. Fast forward a couple months. This is precisely what one individual has opted, opted to do. As you know, the question of trans individuals and gender changes is not limited to pensions, but is also a hot topic when it comes to sports and 
Countries like the United States, biological men who change their gender are increasingly competing on women's sports teams, breaking records and siphoning off scholarship money from biological females. Yeah, this is happening. You've seen the, that swimmer. There's actually two of them. Gender changed, breaking swimming records in the women's categories. <laughs> this, is, this is a nightmare issue that we all have to deal with. And uh, i got to be careful what I say about it, don't I? <laughs> yes, I do. Personally, I don't like it. I don't like this whole, I'm going to change my gender and then break records in the, uh, the other gender's sport. I think it's cowardly, personally. Um, you know, but what are we? Get, what are you going to do? These are the loopholes. They exist. And until we get a grip on this, we're going to have to deal with this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. What do you guys think? Call the show, 646-450-2012. What do you think about this guy changing the gender to just kind of hang it up a year earlier? We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An unknown space object is beaming out radio signals every 18 minutes, and it's a mystery. It's the sound of science. (laughs) I mean, it's the sound of science. I had to put that Beastie Boy flair into it. Okay, now, while mapping radio waves across the universe, as you know, astronomers do, NASA does this, They've happened upon a celestial object that's releasing giant bursts of energy. And it's unlike anything they've ever seen before. This spinning space object was spotted back in March 2018, and it beamed out radiation three times per hour. In those moments, it became the brightest source of radio waves viewable from Earth, acting like a celestial lighthouse. How poetic. Astronomers think it might be a remnant of a collapsed star. Either a dense neutron star or a dead white dwarf star with a strong magnetic field even. Or it could be something else entirely different like what? An alien playing video games. A study on the discovery was published Wednesday in the journal Nature. Here's a quote from the lead study author Natasha. This object was appearing and disappearing over a few hours during our observations. And that's it. Oh, no, there's more. It was completely unexpected. It was kind of spooky for an astronomer because there's nothing known in the sky that does this. It's really quite close to us, about 4,000 light years away. It's in our galactic backyard, really. It's exciting that the source I identified last year has turned out to be such a peculiar object. 
The w, MWA's wide field of view and extreme sensitivity are perfect for surveying the entire sky and detecting the unexpected. When studying transients, you're, you're watching the death of a massive star or the activity of the remnants it leaves behind. Slow transients like supernovae might appear over the course of a few days and disappear after a few months. Fast transients like a type of neutron star called a pulsar, they flash on and on within milliseconds or seconds. This is a new incredibly bright object, however, only turned on for about a minute Every 18 minutes gets really turned on. About a minute every 18 minutes, kind of like me. I get turned on every 18 minutes, especially when I'm talking about quasars and pulsars and ultra-long period magnetars. Magnetars usually flare by the second, by the way. This object is longer, so long, slowly spinning, Neutron stars, oh. oh, we're going to continue to monitor this long pulsing object to see whether it, whether it turns on again and again. In the meantime, in the meantime, we're just going to wait for it to turn on like it turns on me. You know, we have this very potent long telescope that we're... Oh, every time I get behind it, I... <sighs> Yay! I want to get with you, only you, baby, and your sister, I think her name's Deborah. Hi, this is Jonesy, the host. I'm so grateful that you listened all the way to the outro. You get a cookie. You don't get a cookie. You just get to hear me continue to ramble high on caffeine. I'm going to give thanks to some callers. Some people called. Tremendous people. Skeeter from Florida called. Can't have enough calls from Florida, by the way. Thanks, Skeeter. I'm going to publish that. I'm also going to publish a call from a trucker from Gary, Indiana, named Eric Lee Murray. He's a big fan of the show, clearly. Uh, What a tremendous phone call. This individual is... Just like, I love your energy, Eric. Please call again. And good luck on the road, bro. Be safe. Also got a call from someone who wanted to remain, wanted to remain anonymous. anonymous. Uh, Jonesy can't speak. Um, this caller was grateful for the show and claims that uh, stop listening to mainstream news entirely. <laughs> entirely. Well, you might not want to do that. You want to sort of uh, just keep abreast of what's going on in the world a little bit. Anyways, that wasn't the the important part of the message. The important part of the message was this caller um, also expressed a love for chicken McNuggets with sweet and sour sauce, but also suggested that I up my sauce game by trying the Szechuan sauce. So appreciate that suggestion. I am definitely going to try that out if I can. Um, Might make my life a little better. I'm always looking to improve my life. So I appreciate you um, for calling. You guys can call the show 646-450-2012. I like to publish the calls. Please don't drop any F-bombs. Um, I, I limit, I don't want my, uh, my callers to, uh, to get all crazy like that. All right. So keep it, keep it under wraps. I know you get excited. I do too. Just do a second take. Okay. You can call a call back again and leave another, <laughs> leave another message. You get up to three minutes. Okay. Just FYI. Uh, all right. There was no new reviews. So I'm just going to give thanks to someone who increased their pledge on Patreon. Give it up for Mark Corrigan up in the game. Mark, 
or as we would say in Boston, Matt Corrigan decided to up his pledge on the Patreon. It's friggin' amazing. This guy's friggin' generous. This dude is wicked generous. You know what I mean? Mac, you're wicked generous. And I appreciate you, dude. Totally. Thank you so much. You guys can join the Patreon like Mac as well by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Or you can download the Patreon app. I don't know how to do that, but you can do that. You can also go to weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon banner. It's a banner. B-A-N-N-E-R. Banner. Do it. <laughs> hey, Jonesy. This is Snotch Rider, a.k.a. Eric Lee Murray, calling all the way from Gary, Indiana, slash Chicago, slash Miller Beach, Indiana. Anyway, man, I have turned a lot of people on to uh, the new style here. All the weirdos out there, you know, I, I, I respect them all. I get a kick out of it. And you give me some news that, that is just almost unbelievable at times. Anyway, letting you know that we are on your radar. We are checking you guys out. Stay credible. Uh, stay safe out there. And I'm doing some trucking. I've been doing it 20, almost 27 years. I'm coming across, uh, almost in Angola, Indiana, coming across 20 right now. But, uh, I just wanted to, just wanted to touch down with you. I was actually listening to, uh, the, um, uh, the, when you were talking about the, the Iceland and, the McDonald's, uh, they don't have a McDonald's anymore. And then he said the number. So I said, I got to call them. I got to call. Anyway, everybody out there, stay safe, weirdos. All right. I know I'm definitely one. <laughs> McDonald's is no longer in Iceland. Um, and I, I, I'm okay with that. I think that's great. They, their population is probably healthier and better off, and they don't need to be exposed to McDonald's. Um, I mean, I've heard story. You know, I think you did a story that the court in Ireland ruled that Subway's bread is not bread because it contains too much sugar, and like there, that's true. Like Subway, McDonald's, all of it. Um, you know, American fast food. It's terrible. We shouldn't be exporting it around the world. Um, I think there's been a huge rise the last several years, you know, decade even, there's been a huge rise in Asia, in Japan and China in, you know, health problems that Americans have, obesity, heart disease, cholesterol, being overweight, you know, just the whole thing. Countries and like the Mediterranean and Asia, those countries have not had those types of health problems that are related to the American diet because their diets are not based on beef and potatoes. And so when we're exporting our terrible fast food and, you know, terrible food over to them, they're just going to start having the same health problems that we have, and that's that's not a good thing. So, I mean, I would vote, like, the less countries that have McDonald's is better. You know, we need to shut them down unless they're going to drastically change their menu and cut out all the preservatives and get all the chemicals out of their, the wrappers that they put around the food. I mean, 
they're not going to do any of that because they just want to make a dollar. And they know that we're all hooked on it and addicted to it. So it's a terrible situation, but that's what it is. So um, I'm glad that you got some good reviews. You, let, you read a lot of reviews on the show, um, mostly good. The one bad review even made me laugh that she said she still keeps listening even though she doesn't like it. I was like, oh, you know what? I mean, a listener's a listener, right? Um, sucks that she gave you one star, but you had plenty of good reviews to make up for that. So keep doing what you're doing. Don't let the bad reviews get you down. I love you. Weirdo Nation loves you. We all love you. And good luck with your life, man. Oh, hi there, John. This is a skater from Florida. And the story about some guy named Marvin Hag, something like that, he was uh, inside of Waffles, and he was in there with his shirt off. And he was really concerned about how his bacon was fried. But the, that was the story. But then you went off on some sort of a tangential about how you can get into lots and lots of trouble with a guy named, uh, uh, well, not with his name, but, but with a guy with his shirt off. And you said you, you might not even live through the weekend with a guy with his shirt off. And that is true. You said especially if you, you go to some place like uh, with a – begins with a W, you know, like uh, like Waffle House or Walmart. And, and I got to thinking about that. Boy, that Jonesy, he really knows what he's talking about. But you know what? We got all kinds of places down in here in Florida that begins with W. And that is for dying sure, you know – we got not just Waffle House and and uh, Walmart. We got also we got uh, Win Dixie. That's a grocery store. And then we got the uh, Wawa gas stations. And we got uh, um, uh, oh uh, water parks. That starts with W. And, oh, especially uh oh. Uh, Wiki Wachi Springs Water Park. Uh, Wiki Wachi Springs. You know, that's where the mermaid show is. Yeah, that's where those, uh, ladies put on those, those mermaid tails and swim around underwater. And, uh, they got a river cruise right there and a bird show and everything else. But yeah, they got a water park there too at Wiki Wachi Springs. And then, uh, what else starts with W down here? Uh, well, Walgreens, everybody got the Walgreens. Yeah, that's for sure. And what else do we got? Hey, who the hell are you talking to? I ain't talking to nobody. And if I wasn't wanting to know your damn business, I, are you talking to that Sadie Sue again? I ain't talking to no Sadie Sue. I'm talking to Jonesy. I'm getting myself famous being on the damn radio. I bet you're talking to that Sadie Sue. Let me talk to that bitch. Oh, mind your own business. Jonesy, I got a situation here. I, you know what? I'm kind of, I was really thinking about this. I'm kind of smart. Give me that damn phone. Jonesy, I got to go. W, Whole Foods. I, I got a situation here. I got to go, my now. Bye. Hey, Jonesy. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. Hope you're doing well. I'm calling about the story that you did where scientists say that octopuses may have come from outer space. And while reading the story, you uh, wondered aloud whether octopi is the proper plural of the word octopus. And no, it's not. I know many people are readily using that term, octopi, as the plural of octopus. And they're even teaching it in school, I believe, these days. But technically, it's not. The word octopus is a Greek uh, root word 
form. And there, by putting an I on the end, you're using the uh, Latin tradition of putting an I on the end. Like the word cactus becomes cacti because cactus is a Latin word. And by it being a group Greek origin word, it should have O-D-E-S on the end. So the proper plural should be octopodes. And so uh, it's also acceptable uh, these days in England and America, English-speaking language, to say octopuses, which is what you were reading uh, throughout the article. And uh, it's become generally accepted in English-speaking languages, but it's not the true proper term to use, but uh, that's what you're hearing these days. It's like the word platypus. You are hearing platypuses, um, but that should also be platypodes. But, of course, it's just not catching on like octopodes is not catching on. But anyway, um, that's the way the English language is. It's not uh, being properly used. It's becoming corrupted. And I say this uh, for these animal species as someone who is uh, a biologist. That's what my degree is in. And so, anyway, that's why I'm addressing this subject uh, it's like the word often. With the T in the middle, people are saying often rather than the proper pronunciation of often, like the words soften or listen or hasten. The T, the medial T is silent. Anyway, um, that's just the way things become over the years, and they become really uh, used and accepted, even though they're not technically correct. All right. Just a little lesson there on the biological terms. Octopodes is the proper term. And you were right to wonder. Octopi is not correct. Thanks a lot. Take care. Good luck with your life, man.